my guest on the Crosstalk on WIZM, who's the big cheese at American Commitment, who you can find at AmericanCommitment.org, Phil Kirpin. Phil, good morning. Happy New Year. We haven't spoken since the New Year. Hope things are good for you and your family. Yeah, you know, it's a, I, I always like it a little bit better in this town when we have divided governments because they do a lot less damage, or at least it's slower than when it's all united under one party. So it is a good year in that respect. Well, and, and no matter what, if it's united under one party, half the town is grumpy because it's the wrong party. So, <laughs> you know, at least in this case, you run into an awful lot more people that are less grumpy or less happy, just middle of the road, and that can be okay if you're in Washington, D.C. Yep. Is it pot? Let's, let's get to... Two, I have not heard much about the student loan bailout. I, you know, the headline's taken up primarily by uh, by documents being stored illegally. But there's a $500 million, maybe a billion-dollar bill out there. Can the president spend that kind of money for giving loans without asking anybody in Congress for permission? Well, you know, it's pretty interesting. We've got uh, we've got the first... We've got the first uh, Biden student loan bailout that we don't even have a decision on yet. It's going up to the Supreme Court uh, for oral argument February 28th, um, and that's been blocked by lower courts uh, while they wait for the Supreme Court to rule on it. And that was the one where they basically just have taxpayers pay ten to twenty thousand dollars off uh, you know, almost every loan, every loan of everyone who makes under a quarter of a million dollars, and. Uh, I think probably no. I think the answer to your question is probably going to be no. The Supreme Court will strike it down, but you know they can be disappointing from time to time. So we'll have to wait and see. But the more the, the more remarkable thing is that the president is not even waiting for the Supreme Court to decide on his last student loan bailout before he's announced his next one. And so he's got a proposal that was just published in the Federal Register, and they're in a public comment period now uh, to cap the amount that anyone has to pay on a student loan at 5% of what he calls uh, disposable income, which is your actual income minus 150% of the poverty level. And uh, if you pay the 5% payment for as little as 10 years, then the rest of your loan is is, uh, discharged, is paid by the taxpayers. And so this could actually be even more expensive than the other one that the Supreme Court hasn't ruled on yet because it's not limited to ten or twenty thousand dollars. It's potentially, you know, unlimited. It could be whatever the amount of the loan balance is and people could make minimum or even no payments depending on what their income is for a relatively short period of time and then taxpayers will pick up the whole rest of the tab. And by the way, college administrators are pretty smart people by and large. Uh they're gonna jack their tuitions up to the roof because they know that people are never going to have to pay more than that 5% payment. And so they can tell their potential students, look, you know, we're, we're going to be able to build this facility, that's going to be doing all these wonderful things, and don't worry, taxpayers are going to cover it. You're still not going to pay more than that 5% payment. And so I think this is actually going to be, you know, I think the one, the, the first one, the ten to $20,000 one would have been, you know, four or $500 billion. This new one could be a trillion dollars or more. The sky's the limit, as I said. So uh, we'll see uh, whether they actually finalize this new one, and of course that'll be litigated as well. But it's pretty remarkable that uh, the president's not even waiting to find out if his first student loan bailout flies at the Supreme Court before he's launched the second one. Well, and it, it's a, I, I can't even figure a way. I have not heard anybody make the case uh, why uh, uh, 
white blue collar workers across the country and those who for whatever reason didn't go or couldn't afford to go to college should be responsible for paying off the loans from people who did go to college but don't feel that their degree is worth paying off so they just bail on that bill and it's our responsibility to cover their their dues what i don't make a case for that switch shoes for a minute and tell me how that works in your world well, I mean, I think I think what the liberals say is that uh, you know, college is a good thing, and it's good for people, and it's good for the economy, and so we should encourage as many people to go as possible. And uh, you know, it's not fair to load them up with debt, so we'll transfer it to taxpayers, and you know, maybe we'll raise taxes on the evil rich people and corporations or something like that. I mean, this is the sort of illogic they use. Uh, but of course, you know, I agree with you. I think it's fundamentally unfair to ask others to pay uh, for debts that you incur. And uh, to the point that you were making about people, you know, majoring in things where they don't make enough money to be able to pay back their bills, think about the, what, the, what the incentive is for that when the federal government says, you're never going to pay more than 5% of what you make minus 150% of the poverty level. You're basically saying uh, we're going to subsidize the majors where people don't make much money more. We're going to cover those costs more. And if you don't make a lot of money, you're never going to have to pay for your college, essentially. So we're saying, you know, if you go into something where you'll make a lot of money, then you'll, you know, you'll have to pay back for your college. But if you don't make a lot of money, taxpayers will cover it. That's okay, too. What kind of logic is that? It's not logic. That's why I was asking you to try and help me figure all of that out. I, I just don't understand how someone who couldn't afford to go to college will pay for college anyway, just pay for somebody else. Uh, right. You know, I think the, the issue is, and the reason they keep doing this, is the people who get, uh, the people who get the money are very grateful and appreciative, and they go out and vote Democrat. And, uh, in fact, before this last election, they sent out nine million emails saying, you've been approved for your student loan forgiveness, yeah, even yes. though it had, it had already been blocked by the courts. I mean, they just lied to people, essentially. And um, so many of those millions of people believed it and voted Democrat in hopes that the Supreme Court will go and if that the way. Money, and if the Supreme Court stops it and the money never comes, they'll blame the Supreme Court, not the president. Right, So right. He'll, he'll win either way. Cause he, yeah, because uh, he, already, he already sent the letters of approval. You're, right, you're right. in. They, if, then they said it was a mistake. They said that was a, some vendor did it by mistake. Oops, yeah. oops we did right. it by accident, because that happens but all I the think, time. You know, the political logic of this, the reason it works for them politically, is you know the 40 million people who benefit really, really know they benefit and are appreciative. The other 290 million people, among whom the cost is spread, look, if they pay for this the way they pay for everything else lately, which is just having the Fed print the money, you get a little bit of additional inflation on top of what we've already seen. People don't necessarily connect the dots. They don't necessarily perceive that that's them covering the cost of someone else's college. And so the people who benefit know they benefit and are grateful, and uh, it, uh, right. it's a political win for the Democrats. The people who pay... It's not fair to your point, but they maybe don't know. Right. So they don't, they don't know to be angry about it. Well, and so they're shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, life sucks. I guess it's going to suck a little more or a little longer, but it already wasn't very good. So I don't anticipate it getting any better. Thank you, President, whoever you are, for giving us nothing. That uh, Thanks for nothing. I just keep my head down and uh, hope that you don't know that I exist. And, uh, yeah, yikes. Phil Kirpin, thank you. Anybody that would like to read more is welcome to do that. AmericanCommitment.org. Phil will undoubtedly have an opportunity to talk again. But right this very minute, I got to get going.